chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. And Austin, do you have NIV? You don't? Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I really don't like NIV, but there's a few verses I like out of it. I'm really more of a King James New Living translation, but that's just me. I'm not the one that believes, like, we dug the Bible out of the ground and it said King James. Like most people. I only read King James. It's like, okay, they, when they dug the Dead Sea Scrolls up, it said King James Version. Right, right, right. That makes sense. Since that happened like the 1600s. But anyways, well, okay. I won't go there. I wish I could preach like that, but I can't. <laughs> I know. When to get up on the keys? We're going to get into it. Yeah, here we go. Romans chapter chapter 10, verse 17. I want to read the NIV. It might be kind of different from what we have on the screen. But I read this the other night, man. It just hit me like a sack of potatoes, if anybody knows what I'm talking about. This, is, this hit me really hard the other day um, in preparing for this message. And does anybody, like you get something from the Lord, and then you got to like find it in the Word? Is that just me? I mean, like I think it's like, to me, that's like the opposite way. You should be like in your word all the time and then you get something. But I'm the type of person, I'll be in the middle of the day and I'll get something. I'm like, okay, I got to find that somewhere. Okay, so I hope it's not just me because that'd be bad. But um, I read this the other day. I want to read the NIV for you guys. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. And then verse 18 well, no, we won't read verse 18. We'll read verse 17 one more time just to get an emphasis. Consequently, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. My version says, by the word of Christ. And I really like, I really like the word of Christ, and I'm, I'm going to kind of explain why I like the word of Christ, because you would think, obviously, when you see word of God, you think Bible right here what's written in front of you. When I think of the word of Christ, I, um, I think of what Jesus is speaking to us right now in this moment. Amen? The words that are in red in our Bible, what, what he can speak to us through those words that he spoke such a long time ago. Amen? And, um, and I kind of shared this thought at the end of my message Wednesday night, so I'm just going to kind of, for the youth, this is going to be kind of cool, I'm just going to kind of tag on from Wednesday night from what I kind of share at the end of my sermon um, and kind of go from there. So you'll kind of don't think I'm being redundant as I open this up. But um, the other day, um, we're, me and Sarah are getting ready to go to work or whatever, and um, we're getting ready. And um, she said something to me, and I, I, I forgot what our conversation was. And I said something back to her, and uh, she does her, her funny wife, kid voice. Honey, I can't hear you. Whatever. I think she's like blow drying her hair or straight or something, and I said something to her to her, and she said, "You know, honey, I can't hear you." Or whatever. If if you know what she does, it's it's hysterical. And um, so she so she does that, and dude, I don't even I like I'm not in a spiritual mode. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm trying to get me a bowl of marshmallow mateys. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get me some cereal in the kitchen. You know, I'm just thinking about what to eat, and um, but it hit me so hard that. She, if she can't hear me, she has to get into a place where she can hear me. And if I can't hear her, I, I have got to get to a place where I can hear her. 
And so often do I feel like in the church or in our, in our lifestyles with Jesus or in our spiritual walk with the Lord, we, 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 we communicate to God. We'll tell God what we need, what, we, what we're in need of. You know, our finances are whack. Our family's messed up. I need a new job, this and that. But we don't get into a place where we can hear God. We, we rant and rave and we talk to God and we, we say our little prayer before we eat and then go about our business or our times are tough. We might say another prayer before we go to bed, you know, or whatever, whatever it might be for you. But we personally and specifically don't get into a place where we can hear from God. And I, and I love this message, this verse from the Bible because it says, faith comes from hearing Come on now, anybody, anybody hearing me today? Faith comes from hearing, hearing the word of God, the word of Christ. And so much faith has become like this thing of like, you don't even have a clue, like, I'm doing it by faith. I'm sowing a seed by faith. I have no idea what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen if I have my faith in God. Come on, let's not live like I don't know what the next step is going to be. I'm just going to tippy-toe in my way and working for God and living for God. No, I know by faith if I do this for God, I mean, there's no, there's no doubt or confusion that God is going to come through, amen? If you do it for God, God can do some awesome things for you, amen? And, and like I said, we have got to get into a place. I, I, this, is, this, is, this is one of the gut punches in the sermon. You, we personally i'm not talking about we as a church i'm talking right now let's get let's get back into your home let's get back into your weekly schedule we have got to get to a place where we i you can hear from god hearing hearing from god isn't just left up to pastor Rhonda. hearing from god isn't just left to pastor hank or pastor mike it's not left up to them hearing from god is up to you and you decide whether or not you want to hear from God or not. And, and, and downloading sermons and, 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 and reading books, man, that's great and everything. But I, I've come to learn that the greatest preacher in my life is Holy Spirit. Come on now, somebody. I know the greatest preacher in my life is the words of Jesus that are currently coming out of his mouth. Not just words that are just written in the Bible, but words he's speaking to me. Come on now. Amen. That's where it's at, man. That is where it's at. And I, I've just, and I love listening to sermons. I got Damon's messages, like the only thing on our computer. You know, it's like Damon Thompson messages because I, I, I love the things he has to share. And I've even, and, I, and I'll confess, I've even tried to like preach one of his messages because like I've been one that's like, you know, kind of learned under him, you know, and I'm like one of his like, you know, mentorees or whatever. And, uh, and he, and he doesn't have a problem with it. You know, preach it, you know. Go preach it, man. Go preach it. He doesn't have a problem with it. But I've tried to preach it. <laughs> it's, it's not that good. <laughs> it's not that good at all. And, and I've had friends call me out like, hey, that was great, but you were trying to be Damon. Now, come on now. Be real. You were trying to be Damon right then. Like, it was good. It was fine and everything. But I know you. You were trying to be Damon. Now, come on. How many times in our life where we just hear stuff and we just try to just imitate it? Come on now. I'm, I'm talking about in our everyday lives. We hear something. We see somebody do something. We just try to, come on. I mean, like, we can't do that. We can't do that in our lifestyle. We can't do that in our spiritual walk with the Lord. Who we are to the Lord is just who we are. And we can't be a people who are envious of one another, who try to just imitate someone else's walk with the Lord. 
or live vicariously so, through someone else who is very spiritual, very high. It has just got to be. And I've noticed that even Sarah's told me the messages that I've gotten that have been straight from the Bible, straight from the Word of God, have been the best, the best. And 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 she wouldn't have a clue how you know what what sermons Damon preached or what sermons he didn't preach. She just know, hey, whatever that was, that was that was probably the best time he ever preached. And I said, geez, you know, like that was just like a verse that I've been praying over. Like it wasn't anything. Like any like notes and all this crazy stuff, an hour and a half of dissecting the Bible or anything like that. It was just like I just had a verse and a thought, you know. And Jesus said, I mean, Jesus said, Sarah said, that was the best time. I mean, Jesus probably said it too, you know. <laughs> but Sarah said, that's probably the best time you preach. And I thought, that's crazy. Damon's way better at preaching than me. Way better. And I preached one of his messages, and <laughs> it just hits the ground like a dud, just strike out. But I can't emphasize that enough of, man, when you get stuff from God, there, there is nothing you can compare it to in the entire world. No other person, no other thing, no other feeling. When you hear from God, man, there is just absolutely nothing like it. And, and man, it can be the most simple, subtle thing from Jesus, and it can blow anything and everything just out of the water. It can be just like I said, just a scripture verse from me that just came from God or just a word or a statement that just came from Jesus. And dude, that just, that just sent me sailing for weeks from what he shared with me. Other thing I want to kind of get into is on this, on, this, on this thing about getting to a place where we got to hear the Lord. This is what I'm kind of talking to you today is about we got to get to a place where we can hear the Lord. And I, and I honestly cannot say that enough. And I'm sorry if it wears your ears off, but man, I want, I want you Wednesday morning to be hearing it. I want you Thursday morning to be hearing it like, I, you know what, Pastor, I haven't heard anything from the Lord this week. I want this thing just to be just inconveniently just, just bugging you the rest of the week. Like it bugs me if I don't hear from the Lord. Because really, honestly, I'm, a, I'm just going to be completely honest our generation, um, and I'm talking about, and some of you might get kind of offended because you're maybe you're kind of older and you're like, well, I was, I'm not part of that generation. I don't do that. But our generation, when we talk about generation, when I talk about generations, I, I, I like to think of just everybody who's just breathing on the earth right now. I know there's like baby boomers and, you know, whatever. I learned all that in school, like boomers and all those kind of things, like, whatever. I like to think everybody who is just on the planet right now is a part of this generation like forget trying to like separate it like we need any more separation you know separating apart and we do this and we're charismatic and we raised Pentecostal holiness and we do this and do that I like to think of just this generation as a whole is the generation that God has called for this moment right now amen not just not just the younger generation not just the older generation but this generation right now every single person that is breathing 90 or 9 or 9 months whatever you are here for an absolute reason from God and and when i think about this generation please don't get offended when i think about this generation i think this is probably the laziest generation that's probably ever walked the planet and some of you like you better drop that stuff i work 3 jobs i got i got 12 kids whatever whatever but as far as this generation, we are the laziest, and I'm a part of it. I'm not, I'm not the one like standing back like, you're lazy. Like, we're a part of it. I'm a part of it. We are the laziest generation that's ever walked the earth. Bottom line. Bottom line. 
we get everything handed to us. We get everything handed to us. You got phones that could like tell you the weather in China. You know what I'm saying? Like, my brother got a phone. He could tell you the the weather in Singapore. You know what I'm saying? Tell you what's going on in like a little tribe or something. You know, like, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, you can drive up anywhere and get anything you want: coffee, food, steak, shrimp, whatever. You can get whatever you want. Was that funny? Because <laughs> laughing. But honestly, let's think about this. Let's think about all the things that we have just at, the, at our fingertips. We're a lazy generation, man. We just expect everything. Right now, let's get it. Right now, let's go. And I'm fearful of our generation because of this, because we've had everything handed to us. We've had everything handed down to us. We've had everything, everything that we've ever wanted just attained and take a loan out and you can buy it, whatever. You can get a credit card. You can get it. This American dream. And what I've come to learn is this, this lazy persona that's over our generation is putting, putting us in a place where we can't hear the Lord. And we have no idea what it means to work to get to a place where you can hear from the Lord. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Hearing from the Lord takes work. And if you think like you got too much stuff on your schedule, this right here has got to be like the first thing. And I, I, and I, know, I, know, and I know kids and I know jobs and I, and, I, and I know finances and I know this and that can, it is heavy and, and very stressful. Believe me, I know. I, I work a separate job. I understand like all the demands of life. But the first priority in my life before anything is hearing from the Lord. And we've got to make that a priority. Bottom line, I don't, I don't, I don't care what you do for a living. I don't, I don't care what your past is or what you've come from or how you've been raised. I'm getting quiet now. Hearing from the Lord is got to be first priority. I don't, I don't care. This ain't, this ain't like, this isn't like you're all called to ministry and be ministers and you got to understand hearing from the Lord. This isn't like some kind of like pastor's conference summit where you like get the latest edge on what God is saying to us. This is, this is just for God's every single day local church member. We have got to be a people who hear from the Lord. This isn't settled for people that just preach from the pulpit or sing or any of those kind of things. Hearing from the Lord is for every single person and demand that God has on every single church member. And what I've noticed is God in church has just become obligation. It's just become obligation. It's just, if you believe God, you go to church. And if you, if you say you're a Christian, you just go to church. And, and, if, and if you love God, you go to Wednesday night. You know what I'm saying? If there's a Sunday night, you, then, you go like three times a week. You're really doing good. You know what I'm saying? You come early. You know what I'm saying? You sit on the front row. You know, you got, you got your little tabs on your Bible, and you got to highlight it like different colors. And like each color is like a different like, you know, identification of what, that's for prayer, blue is for prayer, pink is for intercession. And you, know, you, got it, you got it made, you got, it, you got everything figured out. But to me, it's so much, it's so much more than all those things, even though I love people that are like that. I love people who are just excited, they're into it, they're deep into it. They're not just like coming in and going, they come in expecting, amen. They come in like anxious and, and curious for the things of God. But what I've noticed is we come in as obligation to God. 
this is just what we're supposed to do. And I've, I'm going to be honest. I come to church because I love Jesus. Sarah and I go to church because we love the Lord. Like, I mean, Pastor Ron is a pretty good reason to come to church. I mean, she's pretty incredible. I mean, I won't be honest. Pastor Mike and the worship, I mean, that's a pretty good reason to come to church. I mean, that's great. But God cannot be something that's just obligation. I come to church because it satisfies this longing in my soul. Is anybody with me? I don't, I don't come to church because that's what you do on Sundays and you dress up and you look nice and you shake hands. Hey, brother, how you doing? Like, I don't, I don't care for any of that stuff. I come because I absolutely love the Lord and I don't know where in the world I would be if he wasn't a part of my life. Amen. That's why I'm a part of it. That's why I do it. But I've got to ask you, is God an obligation? Is this obligation to you? Is this just, this is what my parents do. I'm doing out of respect for them. This is what my parents have done. I'm just doing out of respect for them. This is what I've grown up doing. Because at the end of the day, at the end of your life, when you face eternity, God isn't, like I told the youth, God isn't going to be like, all right, um, let's see here. All right, you went to church. In 97, you went to church every single Sunday. Come on in. Come on. I like you for that one. That's going to get you in. Like, do you think, you think Peter's up there like, dude, dude, Wednesdays and Sundays? Yeah, dude, you're definitely in. You're definitely in, dude. You're incredible. You kidding me? But that's what we make it. That's what we make it out of. Out of just routine and just schedule and the monotonous of just our lives. Just that's what God becomes. Just something we do on Sundays. And we get to Sunday and it's just like, Sunday's the day we go to church, we dress up, we go out to eat, and we take a big, fat, long nap. Fat nap. Anybody know about a fat nap? I don't know either. But that's what God has become, I believe, to the Church of America. That's just what we do on Sundays. We honor God. We come in and we honor God. I'm sure God is like Monday morning like, I wish you would honor me. Come on now. I wish, I wish you would live for me now. Good Lord. As you're stepping into your workplace and people are just struggling and, and going through sin and situations and you have the answer and, and God is beating on your heart. I wish you would get into a place where you could hear me right now. Because this is, this is what, this is one of the thoughts, another one of the gut punches in, in this message is, we have allowed our lives, our jobs, our financial situations to control our spiritual walk with the Lord. I'm going to say that again. We allow the things that go on in our lives, in the flesh, throughout the world, with our jobs, whatever it might be, to control our spiritual walk with the Lord. I mean, how many can honestly say it's the absolute opposite of the way around? I'm on the other end of the spectrum. Hey, that's, that's great. You don't have to raise your hand. Anything like that's, that's awesome. That's amazing. That's incredible. But how many of us really just... It may be 50-50, you know, it may be, it may be one this week and, and the other way this week. 
Am I talking to anybody? I mean, sometimes we just, we just allow the things in our life to control our, our spiritual temperature of how hot we really are for the Lord. And I'm telling you today, and this isn't like some cat that just like doesn't work a job and like I'm just up here like telling you how it is and going about my business and like I work and wait on people and that's a dirty job. And I work with dirty people. And I invited a bunch of them to come this Sunday and a lot of them sounded excited, but I figured probably by Friday night, Saturday, probably going to forget <laughs> just because of the, anybody know what I'm talking about? Just because of the, the lifestyle, they're probably just going to flat out forget. I don't, I don't like condemning them or judging them for that. I just like, I invite them. Oh man, that sounds great. I would love to come out and hear you preach. I'm like, man, I need to get this guy's number because he's not going to remember. I'm going to like, like text him like 12 times a day. Like, Hey, don't forget. I know you will. But I, I, I work at this place and it and it's dirty and it and it's not it's not very fun at times. I, I, I get very, very rude people I gotta wait on. And I gotta control my attitude, you know, and not accidentally spill something. And whoops, you know. <laughs> or accidentally drop something or whatever. Which I don't I don't do that. I don't condone that. Amen. I don't do that. But I don't let that environment control the spiritual temperature I have for the Lord. And I'm telling you, this place, and, I, and I've worked construction where it's just the dirty of the most dirty of the most dirty, <laughs> the most dirty places in the whole world. <laughs> in South Texas. Alright, it's rough, alright? I'm not going to go there, but it is rough. You can tell by my tone. I ain't playing. It's rough. It is rough, but I did not allow, man. I would get there 30 minutes early and sit at the gate and read my Bible and, and listen to worship music and just and just talk to God and communicate with God because I knew that the next like 10, 12 hours I was just going to be in filth, you know. And nobody was there was going to be no agreement, you know, with me. And um, whatever I had to do, I had to. I, I did it so I can keep this heart or this hot place ready and steady and just completely focused on the Lord. And we, and we got to do whatever it takes, man. I refuse to let my job or my finances, or what I have, what I don't have, to control my spiritual walk with the Lord. I mean, half the time when I'm just, I'm, when I'm just personally worshiping with the Lord, I'm just going to get personal. I mean, there's so many times where I just worship, I tell God, it's not about money. I'm not doing this for money, man. I'm not doing this to see how many cars I can get. I'm not doing this to see how, how many homes I can get or how many things I can get. I'm just doing this for you, just for you, just for you. And I can care less what I can get out of it or any of those things. And I think really kind of overall, we kind of have to have that heart of, you know, I'm not, I'm not so focused on all of these things that, that can distract me away from Jesus and away from hearing the Lord. And so, like I said, this, is, this has got to be a place where, or we've got to get to a place where we're not controlled by our jobs. And you work, you may work 80 hours a week. You know what I'm saying? I worked 80 hours a week when I did construction. I refused to let, to let all those hours I spent where all those guys, where it was just filthy and just, just absolutely rancid of sin. I, I mean, I refused to let that control my, my spiritual walk with the Lord.
absolutely refuse. Absolutely. And, and, and the people I work with now know where I stand. I mean, absolutely know where I stand. And usually, and I hate it when they do this, but they'll be talking about something. I walk out and they'll change the subject. Oh, no, don't talk about that. No, just, hey, rise is here. Change the subject. And they do that all the time. I'm like, don't. <laughs> don't change just because I'm around. You know? I try to emphasize, like, you need to change because God's always around. You know, like, they're always like, he's a spiritual person. You know, don't say anything dirty. I'm like, I don't make no difference. <laughs> and God is always around. Like, I don't, don't make any better just because, like, a Christian sees you doing good. I'm like, uh, hey, Mike there, he was doing good today. He's going to go to heaven. You know, like, I don't, I don't understand that. But I refuse, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely refuse to be controlled by that environment. And I shared this with the youth last night. We can't, we can't let the environment in our schools, peer pressure from other teens, whatever's cool or hip, to control our spiritual walk with the Lord. Amen? Absolutely, absolutely refuse. That's why I, could, I couldn't stop saying, you know, let the will of God just, just come into action. And, and I'm going I'm to talk to you about the will of God as I kind of wrap up. If you got your Bibles, you want to turn to Hebrews, I think chapter 10. Other scripture verses, I kind of wrap this up. Has this been good? God isn't our obligation. He is our satisfaction. God isn't just words on a page, but he is our source of faith. He is everything to us. Absolutely everything. Yeah, verse 17. Let's look at verse 16 and 17. I'm going to start at 16. In the case of a will, like a will someone writes out, um, it is necessary to prove the death of the one who made it because a will is in force only when somebody has died. It never takes effect while the one who made it is living. Let's read it one more time. In the case of a will, it is necessary to prove the death of the one who made it because a will is in force only when somebody has died. It never takes effect while the one who made it is living. And this is something God spoke to me over when I was just taking classes in Lee. Um, really talked to me about will and will is mind, heart, or your soul is made up of your mind, heart, and will. I really talked about how um, uh, submitting our mind and our heart to the Lord, and not only those two things, but beginning to get to a place where we submit our will to the Lord. And I, and I just really believe there's something very powerful about a will being submitted to the Lord. And I'm not talking about like you writing something out and giving it to the Lord, but I'm talking about just spiritually in your life, giving your will to the Lord. Is anybody with me? Anybody? Does anybody? Because I mean, we pray this a lot. We pray this a lot. We pray, let the will of the Lord be, you know, be done. Let the will of God be done. Let the will of God be done. And what I've come to learn is like that doesn't mean anything if you're not if if you don't give your will to the Lord, like the Scripture says about will. You can't put into effect a will unless that person has died. And like Jesus said, not you know, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. 
So when Jesus was approaching death, he had to ask for the will of God to be done. Not, not his will, which is, which is an interesting thought that Jesus, the same person as God, had, had a different will from the Lord. But that's something, that's something completely different. That's something deep and crazy or whatever. That's like Perry Stone stuff or something. I, don't, I can't go there, you know what I'm saying? But, but with, this, with this in mind for this will, to put into effect God's will, because I hear people pray it all the time, and it, and it kind of bugs me. I don't, I don't know why, because I think it's a great prayer, and we sing it in songs. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a great statement. I think it's a phenomenal statement to say, you know, let the will of the Lord be done, because, I mean, like, what, I mean, is there, like, a better prayer? You know what I'm saying? Like, it is, I'm pretty sure, like, that's about as best as it gets for, like, praying or singing to the Lord, like, let your will be done. Like, I mean, what else do you say after that, you know? I mean, that's, like, that's up there. But after, after I started thinking about this and praying about this and really communicating with the Lord about will, I really started to realize that I could pray those things and I could love that statement and, and I could pray it over people and, and I could pray it over myself or my marriage, but really didn't mean anything until, unless I was willing to die. And I don't, I don't know, I don't, I'm not going to get like so heavy that I'm talking about like today we're going to go to the cross. You know, I'm not, I'm not getting anything like, like coldish or anything like that or anything. Don't get, you know, don't get scared or anything. But what, but what I mean by this is, is there has to be a part of me that dies, a part of my soul that dies, my soul being made of my mind, heart, and will. There has to be this part of my soul that just dies to God and is given to God and, and, and sacrificed for the Lord. Does anybody kind of get where I'm going? I mean, I'm not talking about you sacrificing a goat or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? I know some of you are already like, where do I get a lamb? You know, don't even worry about it. I ain't going there. I apologize for not being, you know, more, more clear. But there has got to be this part of our soul that I think really helps us get into a place where we can hear the Lord is that we have got to be a people who don't just pray the prayer or sing the song but we get to a place where we literally sacrifice our very, very own will for the Lord. Because until you see the will of God affect in your life, you, you've got you to submit this to the Lord. We, we can pray, we can pray, we can sing it, we can go to church, we can tithe, we can do all that. But until you really want to see the will of God really done in your life, you have got to come to a place where you say, not my will but yours be done. Amen. Anybody with me? We have got to get to a place where, where it's, not about, it's not even about my name. It's not about my ministry. It's not about this or that or, or what I can accomplish or attain. It is simply just about, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Nothing else. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters until we get, which to me, these are like just one-on-one steps to me, just in the Bible. And I, you can't go wrong with one-on-one steps, amen? You can't go wrong with just talking about prayer and talking about worship and talking about tithing and talking about fellowship, amen? I mean, I, I, love, I love sermons that just dive in and just blow your mind and, and rock your socks and just make you run and jump up and down. By the same time, God has just stuck me in this place, even though, because I love that. I wish I could, I, like, I want to do that so bad. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, like, such a hyper person. Sarah can attest. I mean, I'm such a hyper, just, like, energized person. I just want to do that stuff. Wow! 
Yeah, I just I just want to I just want to go crazy for God. You know what I'm saying? I just want to like show fars and the organ and all that. You know, and let's just lay hands on people and like just spray the oil. You know, whatever, pour it out. You know, and just do crazy stuff. Because I'm energized like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to, and maybe God will put me in a place like that because he give them the desires of your heart. You know, there it is, you know? But, um, but honestly, I, I really feel like even though that stuff just, even just dreaming about it, just talking about it right now, just, just sounds so much fun. Like, let's just, you couldn't just like act it out. That would be bad, you know? But I mean, I mean, part of me just like wants to just have like a Holy Ghost service and we all just, I don't know, ne never mind, never mind. But, uh, you're getting way too much into my head now. Um, but even beyond those things, even though, even though those things are, are awesome, are uplifting and encouraging, and man, and get you fired up about the things of God, because I, I'm, I'm in and out of services like that, dude. I love it. My gosh, I love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. And I'm just like, I'm right there behind the person who's doing it, you know, like, man, I wish I could do that. <laughs> that is awesome. But, um, but, um, but just besides those things, I believe these things are just, like the thing that I'm talking about, getting into a place where they hear the Lord, is like a hundred times more important than any kind of slam dunk, crazy Holy Ghost service that we could ever, ever get into. Not that, 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 not that those are not from God, because they are, amen? But we've got to get to the place where, where, where hearing from God doesn't just happen on Sundays, Hearing from God doesn't just happen on Wednesdays when someone has a good teaching. Hearing from God happens tomorrow morning. Man, when you make time for Jesus and you get something from him and Tuesday morning and Tuesday night and just next thing you know, it's just, it's never ending. It's just, it's just all the time. You're in Walmart and you start praying, you get something. You're in your car, you're driving somewhere and you get something from the Lord. I mean, these kind of things, we individually, I'm telling you, if we, if we all all get to a place where we really hear from the Lord. I can't imagine what it would be like on Sunday mornings in this house. Come on, just imagine. Can you imagine if every day, every single one of us was just getting stuff from the Lord, and we came in here and we just blew up for God? I mean, come on. Not just coming in here like, oh, I just woke up, just long week. I just need someone to feel, I just need Pastor Ron. Oh, I'm so glad Pastor Ron is preaching. She's so good. I need a good teaching. Maybe she'll pray for me. That would be great. Oh, she needs to give me a word today. God, please, just tell her to come pray for me. Give me a word. It's like, people do that, though. People do that, though. And they're like, just pray to God for a word. Like, you know, like, get a, get a word from God. Oh, Pastor, I wish oh, Pastor had to come pray for me. God, I just got there such a hard time. Maybe he'll come over here. Maybe he'll come over here. Maybe, oh, I'm just going through a hard time. Maybe. Man, if we had any kind of, any kind of pursuit for the Lord... Come on now, if we had any kind of pursuit for Jesus, even that little, come on, faith the size of a mustard seed, come on, man, I'm not asking you to do anything crazy and get yarmulkes and, 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 and Pentateuchs and, and stuff like that. Get back to your Judeo-Christian roots. I'm not, I'm not talking about any of that, man. <laughs> I'm talking about, man, just forget, forget trying to be theological, forget trying to be spiritual, Forget trying to be Perry Stone-ish or Damon Thompson, whatever. Forget all that stuff. You and Holy Spirit is better than any of those things. You and Holy Spirit 101, man, is better than anything you could ever receive from a person. What you receive from the Holy Spirit is unlike anything in the world. 
and I can't attest that enough. Hearing from God. Let's go ahead and um, let's just stand to our feet and we'll just pray and agree to this word. This is like kind of one of those messages like when I have with the youth group and I don't even, I want to do an altar call and I say the altar call is going to be tomorrow morning. You know, altar call is going to be this week. That's what we because we, we come up, we make decisions, and that's great. That's awesome. It's very uplifting, encouraging. But sometimes I'm just like, altar calls tomorrow morning, man. And God's going to be waiting. Altar call is going to be all this week, and God's just going to be waiting for you to get into a place where you can absolutely just hear his voice. Amen. Let's go ahead and just pray and bow our heads. And if you don't mind, just grabbing the hand of the person next to you. I feel like this is something we can all just kind of lift up the person next to us in.